Another horrendous shooting this morning makes it impossible not to have a little bit of discussion about politics and whether or not we need to have more discussions over gun safety. Now, of course, that means that there can be various views of whether or not we should pass laws that just prevent the ability of citizens to have guns at all, or whether we should have the extreme of everyone should have a gun, which will make all of the world safer. But I think there's a middle ground between these two crazy extremes that a lot more people can be on board with and find common ground with each other than we often realize. Let's talk about it. Every time one of these horrendous things happen in our country once again, I find it's almost impossible to avoid having conversations about gun safety or gun laws, gun prevention, all of those different things. And as much as I sometimes get frustrated with how quickly it seems to become politicized around these sort of events, rather than figuring out what we can do to practically help the people in these situations, where I would look at it as if you're someone that's anywhere near where these people are that have been affected by these shootings and there's any way that you can help provide a meal or some other very practical help towards them, I would say that that's first and most important what you need to be doing for people. But I think we also are right to, in some sense, look at what can we do on a much more practical and larger scale to help these things from happening again in the future. That being said, this is definitely one of those conversations that oftentimes becomes a dividing issue become between Republicans and Democrats, liberals and conservatives. And although I understand that to some extent, I think there's more that we can agree on than disagree on if we actually get down to the brass tacks of some of these things and the proposals. So with that in mind, as my hot take today, what I'm hoping to throw out is a few things that I think most of us would get on board with. Whether we find ourselves more onto the liberal camp or more onto the conservative camp, there's a few laws that I think generally people would agree on that we would be okay with having passed that would prevent some of these things from happening. Now, let me pause here because some conservatives will look at this and say, well, it's not going to stop all of them. And I agree, it won't stop all of them, but that doesn't mean we don't do some extent because it can stop some of them. And that makes it willingly, or it should be something that we're willing to do. And I say this as a gun owner, um, that I don't have any problems with doing these sort of things, even as someone who likes to have a gun, uh, would probably like to in some ways have more guns. I enjoy going shooting when I can. I don't do it very often, um, but it is something that I enjoy. And I see no reason why I shouldn't be able to enjoy that sort of thing. That being said, these sort of restrictions are things that I think the liberal cramp wants to throw out there that I don't think any conservative gun owner should honestly have a problem with. So here's a few of the things. First off, I would say required in-depth background checks. Um, if you are a gun owner and you want to have a gun or you don't own a gun and you want to have more guns, whatever, whatever part of camp you are in, I don't see any reason why you would have a problem with having to be required to get a background check in order to get a gun. So long as you don't have anything crazy in your background, it's really not going to prevent anything from you possessing a gun. And so this will prevent somebody who may actually have a problem, may actually do something bad if they were get to get a gun. And that seems worth it to me. Another thing is mental health checks. I think at the very least, a mental health check when the person buys a gun, if not regular mental health checks, 
um, for someone after they buy a gun. Um, I know I've experienced suicide in my life from guns. And so that being said, I think a mental health check um, to, in this case, it was my cousin, may have actually prevented him from being able to commit suicide, at least in that way. Um, and that would have been worth it to me. I would have had to go through a mental health check in order to get the gun that I now own. Um, but that wouldn't have been a problem for me. That being said, these sort of things are things that I think still can happen even when somebody's not buying a gun from a gun shop. We could still have a law out there that says even if you are going to sell a gun privately, you might need require to go to a gun shop that has access to um, background checks or go to some place that would do the mental health check in order to sell a gun even privately to someone else. Um, does that mean everyone's going to do it? No, it doesn't, but it still might prevent me as a gun owner selling my gun to my neighbor who I think checks out from what I do know. And then I find through a background check, they're not a safe person to sell a gun to. I might not sell that gun to that person. Um, and as someone who wants to be responsible with who I give a gun to or who I sell a gun to, um, I would be very much okay with going and requiring the person I'm giving a gun to or selling a gun to, to get a mental health check, to get a background check. Another thing that I would throw out there is even having proof of gun safety storage, um, whether that means you have a lock on a gun in itself, whether that just kind of goes right into um, the trigger point of the gun to prevent the gun from being able to be fired, or you have a safe for the gun that it's kept in. Um, now, of course, I'm not necessarily saying that the police are going to come in and check your house to make sure you're using those things all the time. But at the very least, requiring someone has that sort of equipment by showing a receipt um, in order to safely store the gun. We have these instances where a kid ends up with a gun, shooting themselves, whether accidentally or whatever else, that could be simply prevented if that sort of thing was required for someone to buy a gun. And that person then realized, hey, if this is a big enough requirement that the government's asking me to store this gun properly, I'm going to take that measure. Um, another thing with that would be gun safety training. Um, we are required to go through the proper licensing to have a car, to buy a car, to own a car, to be licensed, to drive a car, to rent a car. Um, none of that is preventing anyone from ever owning a car, but it is a requirement in order to make sure you are safely going to use said car um, and not put other people at risk. That sort of licensing, that sort of training, I don't see why anyone, even as gun owners, would have a problem with. Um, <clears throat> I think even putting the responsibility on gun owners for the people that use their guns. So in this case, an interesting thing to um, the shooting that happened down in Texas is it's an 18 year old who went and he bought a gun on his 18th birthday, bought two assault rifles. Um, the current governor of the state actually wanted to raise the amount that a parent would be responsible for the gun use of their guns to 18. Now he went and off and bought this gun himself. I'm not sure if that would have applied in this situation since he bought the guns himself, but if he had gotten those guns, through his parents, even at 18, had that law been different, his parents would be held responsible, which of course, then they're going to do a lot more to make sure that this kid is not going to use those guns irresponsibly. Um, in the same sort of way as a gun owner, if I have a friend 
that I lend my gun to, I could be held responsible. And I think it would be fair to say that I should be held responsible for even what my friend might do with said gun, which is, which is, I think, again, totally fair. I would have no problem with that. Then lastly, I think just a two-week waiting period, once you've even passed all of those things, to even get the gun that you've legally purchased and paid for. Um, A lot of mass shootings, a lot of domestic violence and other things sometimes are the result of someone being really angry, going to a pawn shop, buying a gun, committing the crime, where we have seen even some examples of people that have been asked or other ways in which we know if the person had just had two weeks to kind of to let off that steam to think through what they're about to do even after purchasing the gun they don't actually commit that crime now i i do see a practical problem that could happen in with this where sometimes people are buying guns for their own safety whether they feel threatened by some domestic situation or whatever else i think in those situations you could still, within a law like that, um, put out something that would be an exemption to that. If the police are aware that you are in a domestic relationship that is abusive, um, I think the police could then very well go with you to a gun shop and say, hey, this lady or whoever is getting an exemption to the two-week waiting period so that she can have this to protect herself from an abusive husband or something like that. So all of this to say, this I know isn't, normal content that I cover on my podcast. Um, But I think I realize if we as Christians aren't willing to dive into relevant issues, then we become irrelevant. Jesus, I don't think, stayed away from talking into the issues of the time. The Pharisees asking him about whether or not they should pay taxes was literally them asking him to speak into a current event issue. And as Christians, I think we're called to do that. This idea that Christians shouldn't legislate morality would actually have resulted in slavery being elongated. The reason why slavery was abolished is because Christians decided that their belief that all men are created equal um, is something that should be legislated within law, whether or not people agreed with it or not. And in that same sort of way, I think as Christians, we should be the people that are looking out and saying, hey, we should go and protect the world around us as much as possible. And if there's laws that we can do to protect our neighborhoods, to protect our people, protect schools, protect grocery stores, and there's laws that we can do to to protect those things, we should pass those. And so that's why as Christians, we should still be talking into these issues, even if it seems purely political. That's not meaning it's a central issue. This is not a central issue. It shouldn't be focused on more than the gospel, but it's still an issue that should be talked about as Christians.